ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. It is Friday, June 12th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines. We do that at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true. Great taste. Only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. We have got a lot to get into. Let's do so. Of course, we're getting set for the weekend. We've got NASCAR action all weekend long coming up on this very radio station. So we'll tell you more about that later on. We'll get you the updated schedule. But we've got Saturday and Sunday action. Also, the big one's going to be over on our sister station, Big Buck Country 101.5. So we've got a lot of NASCAR action for you coming up this weekend, both right here and on Big Buck Country. We'll tell you a little bit more about that later on. So What is coming up for football? July 13th is going to be a big day because the NCAA Football Oversight Committee passed a recommendation that coaches can begin formally working with their teams on that date. Now, this is, of course, coming out of Yahoo Sports, their sources, the committee essentially laying out the practice guidelines to allow players to return safely prior to the traditional four-week football training camp. Now, also, the recommendations from the committee still needs to be approved, of course, by the NCAA Division I Council, but that pretty much is a formality. Recommendations come down unless there's a major problem. Usually there isn't. It's more than just a formality. Now, the Division I Council will meet next week. They're going to vote on this June 17th. That's going to be Wednesday, so we'll find out maybe Wednesday, Thursday. Hopefully Wednesday we'll get the news this comes down. Here's what the schedule looks like. And this, again, from the Football Oversight Committee. Don't forget, Mike Hamrick, Marshall University Athletic Director, is on that Oversight Committee. Shane Lyons from West Virginia, Athletic Director there, on that Oversight Committee. Schools can begin to have access to their players on July 13th. That would include strength workouts. Also, coaches would be able to engage in film study with their players. Now, Marshall University, that goes a week earlier because Marshall is involved in week zero activity. So that means Marshall would begin a week earlier, which would be a benefit for them. And they can start on July 6th. So a couple days after Independence Day, Marshall can start because they have a week zero contest. Now, summer access may begin 25 calendar days prior to the first permissible preseason practice date. Eight hours a week would transition to a pair of 20-hour weeks on July 24th, which has been added in. It's a safety measure to help players physically prepared, get, get them ready for the season. These are compared to being, this is sort of like OTAs, NFL OTAs. That's what this is being compared to, NFL OTAs. They're included, well, as a way to get players ready. That means um, walkthroughs and you get a ball. So we're going to get some NFL-style OTAs for college football. And 
We're getting closer to that point. I don't think we're going to cross that line just yet where hard decisions have got to be made, but we're getting closer to the – It's. I think it's going to happen. I don't know what shape, form it's going to happen, but it's going to happen, and I anticipate unless major spikes begin again and we don't know what the direction of the pandemic or – the infection rate, and everything else that people who are in the medical industry and scientists and health officials, all of them are tasked with telling us and keeping us up to date on that. They're going to have a big say in what's going to happen here. But at the same time, college football moving forward July 6th. July 13th for everyone else, Marshall's involved in week zero activities. I don't see that changing July 6th. So a couple of days after Independence Day. July 4th is on a Saturday this year. So Monday, July 6th, Monday would be when we have this. And, of course, uh, we don't even know what this means. Traditionally, this is a big time. People get to go see workouts. you got the people who are big fans of the program. They get to hang out, kind of see what's going on. I think that dynamic is going to change a lot. You're not going to see a lot of people who are boosters of the program, a lot of people who are they're, they're out there spending an afternoon just watching these guys practice, prepare. I, I don't see that happening here in the foreseeable future. Now, that might return in the future, but I just don't see that happening right now. Instead, this is going to be pretty locked down. You're not going to have too much access to these players, and, and that includes us here in the media. Campus is still closed. I don't see us being able to – physically go on campus anytime soon, be able to shoot practice, shoot video, get interviews. You know, everything's still probably going to be done remotely or very limited because, after all, you can't introduce us into the equation because I haven't been quarantined for, for 14 days. You can't introduce me into the equation or a Keith Morehouse or a Chuck Landon or a Grant Trailer or a Mark Martin or a C.J. Harvey you can't introduce us into that equation because we haven't been going through the same protocols as the team. So eventually there's going to be a point where you're going to have more people interacting, but you're trying to keep these kids healthy. You're trying to keep these kids safe. You're trying to limit their access to a lot of people. And it's going to look different. Our coverage is going to look different. Everything's going to be it's not going to be the same. Now, they, I'm not using the new normal. It's just not going to be the same anytime soon. We'll get your phone calls in at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. We have got more on the way. It's your Friday edition, The Drive, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. With Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to the Friday, June 12th edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The WVSSAC making the announcement the other day that once again, Huntington High School, Campbell County Schools, and the city of Huntington 
would play host to the WVSSAC High School State Wrestling Tournament. It's going to be in Huntington from the 2021 season to the 23-24 season. It's become a mainstay. I cannot remember a time in which Huntington did not have the tournament. Maybe our next guest can help me with that. The head coach of the Huntington High Wrestling Program, Rob Archer, joins us on the show. And uh, this is kind of getting an old hat here. It's it's not automatic every year, but you sort of have a dynasty in hosting this tournament. Hey, Paul, how you doing? I'm good, yeah, sir. We have a, yeah, we have a, we have a dynasty uh, doing this because we have a bunch of good people that help us out and volunteer at time. Is that just it? I mean, what makes Huntington so special? I mean, there are a lot of other cities, I'm sure, a lot of other facilities trying to make a bid. What keeps putting Huntington over the top? Well, there's there's always rumblings about other other, other cities doing it, you know. Um, and I think it was more so with what's going on right now with the shutdown. The the entertainment industry's down, and the arenas want it bad. So um, I'm not sure they beat the timeline to get it in. But I think that this this stretch of four years plus the next one will be more competition. And and uh, of course, you'll want it. You bring you know a million dollars plus to your city and. People always trying to compete for those kind of events. So um, wrestling people, they stay. It's three days long. You're talking about hotels, food, uh, gasoline, all that kind of stuff. So there's it, a lot of things involved. I mean, the, you bring a lot of high school kids. High school kids want to eat. So uh, they, they eat a lot of restaurants, and everybody everybody benefits from it. So I just think it's a tribute, honestly, not as much to uh, Huntington Wrestling like that. It's more a tribute to the city of Huntington and what we provide uh, for people to come in and enjoy themselves plus the environment. But uh, it's it's hard. Wrestling's like track. It's a, You have to have a lot of people involved to run a tournament because there's a lot of officials, a lot of things going on behind the scenes that people don't know about. And we just have a lot of volunteers who just annually just show up and give their time, and it's almost expected they'll be there. They don't say much. We don't say much. They just show up, and they, they've accumulated over time. I'm sure when it first started, I believe back in the early 80s, of us getting continuously, uh, it wasn't like that. But now it's so... It's got such a steamroll that we just keep picking up more people. So it's a wonderful thing, and it's mostly Huntington people. So our community is just is really uh, you know back here a lot, and it's just they don't get much notoriety for it, but they're doing a lot of work. How do you avoid the fatigue? You do something after a while, you either you love it and you keep wanting to do it, or there's that fatigue, and you know, maybe all right, I still want to do this, but you don't put as much energy into it. That doesn't seem to be the case here with the tournament. Uh, that's a good point. I got a very understanding wife plus a very understanding family. I mean, my parents started this. So for me, I grew up with it being here. A uh, very few times was it somewhere else. So for me, it's just an annual routine. Uh, and my family, same thing. So um, that was part of the wedding vows. You know, my my wife became an archer. It was like, yeah, you're going to be doing this too. So she, it's just how it goes. But at the same time, um, you know, it takes a lot of people. So we just have, I don't worry about it much. I mean, I, I, my, I think my parents are concerned about it more because they were there when it first started and they know what can happen if, if things go wrong, but I'm just so used to meeting people helping that I know things will work out right. We've seen almost everything that can go wrong with it. We've, you know, had problems, had not, and the thing is, we just know what the backups are. We've done it for a long time. It's a routine, so it's just uh, we're just very lucky to have all the people help that just show up. I mean, I can't tell you how people who don't get paid that just pop up and say, hey, I'm going to do this and take this off your hands, and you're just, I'm luckily able to coach the team and go. There's not much to it for me once the tournament starts, except coaching the team. Rob Archer is joining me, head coach of the Huntington High Wrestling Program, and, and this is one of the the jewels of Huntington's uh, sports season. I know in past conversations with uh, Steve Williams, mayor of Huntington, you know, he likes events like this. Um, it really helps to have a city, a municipality, 
that's really invested in helping make this work. I mean, I mean, you could put everything you want into it, but if the city wasn't behind you and the county, you know, it, it really would be hard to pull this off. Absolutely, and I and I think they have done a good job of stepping up and helping us out from the arena to the uh, the county commission to the mayor's office. They've all stepped up. You know, little things like the police helping us out on, on days that like people get tickets because they're in the wrong spot, things like that. I mean, just there's so many things go on that you don't get to say thank you a whole lot for that they do. But I think our city is very welcoming. Uh, I'm biased. I'm from here, but we have a great community and I love to show it off. And so is my family. So our business is wrestling, wrestling and Archer family. So, you know, when we can bring wrestling into our town and you're supposed to take your, whatever you're into with your family, you're supposed to take it and make your community better before it. And that's my dad's, basic uh, point of starting this is if we can do this here we can do it better and that's how it started so we've just been lucky enough to keep it and the SSAC is going to back that and they've obviously supported it and then the people were just coming uh, that's the reason we get it if it was just just Hank High or just the archers or just the certain people that started it, it wouldn't be able to stay here but with everybody's help it's just a huge thing and everybody does have a hand in it and I can attest what it brings to Huntington uh, the tournament that's before I guess the younger tournament the last time it was Huntington, you, you you know better what what tournament that was than I was. I, I know. But all I know is I went downtown to get uh takeout and it was almost <laughs> impossible because I I saw all this, I'm like, wait a minute, the, the state tournaments this isn't no, did I miss the state tournament? And no, it was uh it was that younger it was the younger wrestlers tournament, I guess the junior tournament. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's yeah, that's kinda of piggyback the last few years. The uh U States, um was it's it's actually been in a little bit of a takeover. The U States was always in Parkersburg at Parkersburg High School for years, and they did a great job up there. But then another organization started their own U States and brought it to Huntington and just basically wanted to shadow our week with the same mats and the same arena. And it was a huge gamble for them uh, financially, and it worked out. And now it's become U States. So uh, to speak about what that was like, they have an easier way of moving things around than SDC because SDC has to have you know certain things for high school, but youth can move wherever they want. So they had a plan originally in New States. The the uh, board had a plan of moving it around, like Huntington, Beckley, Charleston, Wheeling, things like that. And they moved it one year. They had Huntington for one or two years, and they moved it to Beckley, and it just wasn't the same. And, and people were complaining, and they moved right back. So that is exactly what we're talking about. When we're just so lucky here to have things we have that when they move it, they go, "That's not it." So they moved it back. So the as far as I know, the new states are going to be here more consistently than they originally planned. I'm not sure it's here every year, but when they moved it, they didn't like it. So they moved it right back the next year and said, we know this works. Let's stay here. And it's been here a lot. That's that's a that's just a shadow of the high school. Again, that was repercussions of a good high school tournament and youth following it. And here comes another weekend of hotels even more full because you get a bunch of youth kids. They eat more than the high school kids, and they have a lot more kids coming. We need to get the word out on that next time, just so, so I know when not to order takeout downtown at Pullman Square, so I know better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll warn you next time, Paul. I mean, maybe they can come on the show. That that'll be fine because I I rolled right into that. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, did I miss the tournament? No, I couldn't have. And then I saw the size of the, uh, the wrestlers were a little smaller, so okay, I knew something was up. There's probably a uh, ten more of them to every high school kid too, and. There's a, a young man named Chris Morgan is involved in that a lot here in Huntington. He's the regional director of that, so he's had a big hand in that too. And Chris is Chris is a great parent and very involved in his kids' stuff, and he's involved in little league baseball and youth wrestling, so he's done a good job with that. Rob Archer, my guest, the Huntington High wrestling team, of course, uh, will get to be the host team 
once again, along with the city of Huntington, Campbell County Schools, as the tournament continues uh, for the next few years. And uh, we talk about the major impact this has, but really Huntington, Parkersburg to some degree, but Huntington really is, I think, the center of the wrestling universe when it comes to the state of West Virginia, because there are so many major events that are held here, you know, outside of the state tournament, the WSAZ tournament, of course, is a mainstay as well. And so when I think state wrestling, I I can't think of any other place that could really host an event like this the way Huntington does, because Huntington's so experienced. And that's what it takes. You know, if we, uh, it's just a lot of people experience, like you said, doing those little jobs that if you haven't ran it, Oh, I forgot about that. I forgot about the hospitality room. I forgot about getting the officials hotel rooms. And it's just so much management. Whereas if you were taking it the first time, you really would forget it. And my, my fear and my, my parents' fear is obviously if uh, we would lose it for a year or two and try and get it back, the people would have been out of practice because right now it's just routine and that's important. But, you know, if we lost it, we'd try and get it back. We'd always try and get fight it for it back. But it is a lot of work. Um, and, and even my wrestling team, my kids that didn't qualify, do a lot of work behind the scenes, putting things down it's, it's the whole weekend. But, um, you know, it starts pretty much as soon as it ends. You start working on the next year. And you're right about Huntington being the center of wrestling in the state. I get a lot of coaches coming to me who they're involved with high school level and then WSAZ, that's twice. So that's twice season they come to WSAZ and they're coming down again for state the next month in February. And then they come the next weekend for maybe their son or their youth club. So they're coming from Wheeling and, and New Martinsville, and they're driving down three times. By the time they get down, they look at me the third time and just go, hey, we're we're sick of this drive and <laughs> we're just going to move here. I'm like, well, bring it on down. Let's go. So it was a great town. Do you ever see um, you ever see a day where um, nobody cares anymore? I mean, that that's the thing. When I go back to earlier, it's just uh, you get used to something and you, you try to avoid that fear of complacency. But uh, I, I don't know if I can ever envision that time where Huntington is not uh, really supportive of of wrestling, youth sports, wrestling especially. It just uh, it doesn't feel like that's something that's ever going to lose its passion. And I know it's possible. So I mean, that's got to be a, a challenge for you on a yearly basis or a daily basis to keep people energized, keep people interested in the sport of wrestling. Because you know, without the the state tournaments, you know, we we probably in the media don't do a good enough job talking about the kids and what they do. It is, and I think every sport goes through a little bit, but that's that's the competition of your sport. I don't care if you're talking about baseball or volleyball or whatever you're talking about. You, you've got to get out there and compete, and it's a lot of work from a lot of people. You know, the whole community, we have a wrestling community here that's very strong, but I'd like it to be stronger. I've got higher dreams, and, and you know, I moved back here for a reason after college was to get even stronger than it was. And, uh, you know, it's not it's not where I want it to be as far as the, the success. I, I'm stingy and competitive. I want to win the state tournament every year. We won two. That's not enough. So, um, I'm working right now to get more and we got kids who are hungry and parents and families who are hungry. And, and, uh, you know, I, we got our rivals out there and they love to watch us go down and, and, uh, you know, from Parkersburg and Willing all the way up that they'd love to see us go down. So I've heard a little bit of griping when they say that this home field advantage, but it hasn't served us well to win more state titles than Parkersburg or Parkersburg South. So in my opinion, I don't like them coming in here and taking our trophy and going home. It's ours. And we need to keep it here. So that's, that's a competitive side of myself. And I tell the kids that all the time, like we've got to work to keep it here. They can go home with the second we keep the first tier. So that's that's my preach to the kids. But it, it's it, it's constantly selling your sport. And you know, my father was very resourceful and in, in doing that. And he put that as a priority to make you know, Huntington make wrestling important. In Huntington and 
and you know everybody's got their their strengths but at the same time I think we can it's easier to keep it than to gain it possibly you know I, I just think that once it's going if you keep it going keep the same energy and maybe up it a little bit you can grow on that there's also the challenge I'm sure for you to keep kids interested or to get a kid interested because after high school college level wrestling it's hard to get in on a college level wrestling team because they're not as abundant as other sports and then you have amateur wrestling the olympic level and you have other outlets but it's nowhere near the level of say basketball football baseball i mean i know that's got to be a challenge for you as well to keep these kids interested or to get them interested because they're not seeing it the only thing they see if they see wrestling on tv not during an olympic year is professional wrestling, and that's definitely not an indicator, or, or that's really not reflective of your sport. It's fun, but it's not your sport, right? And that, that's true. And it's an amateur sport, uh, but a lot of things. It's growing really fast, and the fact that we've got a great team for USA right now. I would have loved to have seen the Olympics this fall. Uh, we've got one of our strongest teams. I was going to go with a couple of my sis coaches and head to the Olympic trials where Penn State this year. I, had, I was getting tickets, and the trials were just getting so competitive. You got world champions going against each other because the weight classes combined. So you got two world champs on the USA team. Only one can make the team. It's getting ridiculously competitive. And these guys are devoting 10, 15 years of their life to this. And uh, it's fun if you're in, and it's like anything else. If you're into it, it's fun. And people, once they get into it, they go, wow, this is amazing. I'm like, yeah, it's on you know, world championships. And that. I, I was looking for the world championships in Las Vegas a few years ago. I've never been to one. Um, and it was just, uh, it was awesome to see all the wrestlers from different world, different parts of the world and the competitiveness and health high level they're at but you know i think the ufc mma has brought a lot of that it's popular back uh if i watch any ufc event which i'm not i don't watch all of them but I, I do enjoy it if i watch mma there's at least two wrestlers in every every main card and that's like oh i know him i've seen him wrestle at so-and-so and you know when they're kids like in high school wrestling at national tournaments or college and now they're there and they weren't even sometimes great wrestlers they're usually good wrestlers but sometimes they were, they were average 500 college division one wrestlers and they're just having an amazing mma career so that's been fun. That's almost like a major leagues for us, plus the Olympics too. Rob Archer, my guest, you mentioned the Olympics and this year not happening because of the COVID-19 pandemic. What's the challenge for you getting going again? Um, I know you know, everyone's concerned about social distancing and having a, a safe sanitary environment for these kids when they get back and, and more quantity and more numbers. But you know, for a sport like wrestling, What's the challenge there for you? It's a it's it's a real big challenge. I mean, uh, I think we're in the same boat as football, maybe even a little more, just because we don't wear helmet uh, pads. So uh, our sport has been done a great job in the last ten years of really catching up on the skin diseases, and they're just so strict about it. Uh, you're talking about kids walking to the state tournament being told they can't compete their senior year. Uh, there is no exceptions for skin infections and even little things. Uh, you're like, man, really? That's just a cut. And no, he's out. Okay. So it's it, it's really strict. We've all been educated on it over and over again as far as the skin stuff. Now, kids having the flu, things like that, that's part of wrestling in the wintertime with kids being in school. But um, I'm concerned in the fact that, you know, we have there's no ball. Uh, our bodies are the, are the equipment. And the fact is we're gonna you get beat on wrestling pretty good, and, and you're going to have close contact. So, um, you know, I, I do believe, I don't know, I'm getting deep in here. I'm not a doctor, but I do believe it went, that some of this went through our area earlier i've never seen a school year being a high school administrator where so many kids were out sick and when they couldn't figure out what it was i had kids in my middle school kids in high school 
who are out two and three weeks, and these kids are in great shape. They're in top shape, and they cannot breathe when they come to school. They can't breathe. And, it's, and I was, I do believe that some of that hit our area. Maybe that helped us with the numbers. But we really, in the school system, the kids were really sick this year, and you were getting tested for flu and come negative, and bronchitis and negative. And it happened a lot. I'm hearing that over and over again. And now my kids are getting phone calls. Uh, hey, we think you might have the antibodies. Will you come back in, and we'll see if you had it. So uh, I do think it hit us pretty hard this winter, at least in the in the Huntington area, for sure. I actually agree with that. And this anecdotal as well, but yeah, I, I was sick for a long time earlier this year, and um, you know, I, I was in my house, and I can't say that it for certain, but yeah, I'm I'm in agreement with you there. I think we've we've already seen a dose of this hit through here once, and um, it sure doesn't feel like the flu. I can tell you that right now. No, I mean kids were tested for flu, and they were kind of negative a couple times. I mean, you know, we had we were coming up on regionals, so it was hitting like late January. Early February, that's coming to postseason for us. So you had kids going in there. They're working this for 12 years or 12 months, whatever, to get back to state tournament. They might be out because of some flu that they say is not the flu. So we had a lot of kids on, you know, uh, Tamiflu. And, and this is school, not just athletes. But uh, I had middle school kids who would come up on WSCZ. And the WSCZ for middle school is their state tournament. So when they were come to state tournament, they were they were panicking. And he can't breathe. He can't practice. And trying to get emergency care and things like that. So I, I do believe these kids were in great shape, and here they were. They were just handicapped. Uh, I've, I've never had a season where I had a – we had conference early February, and I – MSAC conference, and I did not take my team to the conference. I took five JV guys because the next week was regionals, and uh, they didn't qualify regionally, they didn't qualify for state. So I did not take my varsity to conference. We were just wiped out. It seemed like it was spreading every day. Another kid was down, and I get one back and lose two. So I finally said no contact for four days straight, and we actually recovered a little bit and got second in the regionals. And if we wouldn't have done that, I think we would have been really hurt and, and not qualified some kids and possibly lost some state champions. So moving forward, of course, we're more aware now. Masks are not a, an option for, for wrestling. I mean, that that's just not possible. I, I can't see that with the type of sport it is. I mean, do you see right. do you see distancing? Do you see quarantining? Do you see testing? And how how do you how do you see this progressing or moving forward? I do see testing. I see testing a kid when he walks in the room. You know, if we hasn't contact anybody, um, definitely sterilizing everything which we already do. I mean, everything's really sterilized for the skin infection, things like that. But testing the kids so they walk in, and then maybe even test them the next day at school. And if there's any kind of signs, they'd be out for an extended amount of time, maybe two weeks, fourteen days, a week, whatever. So, yeah, I do see testing, and I, and I think that they would have no contact with anybody, and that includes not even coming to touch a bicycle in the corner when everybody's wrestling. So things like that. And I think football's going to be the same boat. I think football's going to go through it before we do. Uh, I hope there's – I've talked to Coach Seals a lot. I think there's going to be a football season. I feel pretty good about it. But, um, man, these kids, I was up yesterday just overlooking football practice as they were doing hour-long conditioning drills. There was, I think, a plus 80-plus kids I think high doing – and these kids are itching to get out. I can tell they were excited to be out there. And kept in pods of tens. So that was tough to keep them from talking, high fiving, whatever. They haven't seen each other forever. So the social part for a 14 to 18 year old was just rough. At the same time, they were just so excited to be out. It was good to see them out there. By the way, I see Coach Seals is getting that new turf. What are they getting you? I mean, we're going to get some new mats, something for you. What are you getting out of this deal here? <laughs> 
Well, we always need new mats, but I think that's coming next. We possibly need some more mats because we're always hosting the tournament. So when you move around, they get beat up pretty good. But uh, Hang High takes care of us pretty good on the mats. We don't have any complaints there. I'm glad he's getting his turf. We've done a great job taking care of it. Bruce Sr. and Coach Seals, we've, we're pretty anal about that thing. The community can obviously use it, but um, we don't let them tear it up. So it's lasted a long time. I think it lasted past what it was supposed to. So uh, we do take care of our stuff pretty well on the hill, and I, that's a tribute to a lot of people that are above my head. So new mats, I mean, come on, we need to get something a little bit better. Uh, I don't know, video <laughs> board, you could have fancy entrances for your kids as they come out. I mean, That'd be let's, great. Let's jazz it up a little bit here. Let's. Uh, they love they love some flames, right? <laughs> right, pyro, everything. Let's let's really make this a, a, a big deal here. Uh, I mean, yeah, we could have a you know, di- digital scoreboard. You know, we could have Michael Buffer. I mean, you know, we could just really go. fancy it up here. Paul, I got to bring you some meetings. I ain't high, but I need you. I need you right behind me. I need you right there arguing for me. That's good. I can handle they, this. Uh, <laughs> the the college level has kind of separated. I'm, I'm a big college fan. I wrestle Ohio State myself, so it's great to see what Coach Ryan's doing at Ohio State with the program. It's amazing the 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 war going on between the Big Ten schools. They've just invested so much money in their coaches and their facilities. It's almost like copying football from 20 years ago. And um, now they're getting the pyrotechnics for duels. Like we we walked out to just you know, hey, here he is from West Virginia, Rob Archer. And then now these guys are walking out to flames and their personal music. And I'm looking back like, that's kind of jealous. We didn't have that, but uh, it's gotten a lot better. And you get some duels where they got, I mean, it, there was a duel at Iowa where it had 45,000 people. They put it in the football state in November. So they put a mat in the end zone and it was, it was Iowa versus Oklahoma state. And they had 45,000 people at the duel three years ago. That was awesome. You know, that means a few more bake sales, I think coming up at Huntington high to get you what you need. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Rob Archer joining us on the program today. Um, the um, well, we find out a couple of days ago the SSAC bringing the state tournament back. It's going to be here in Huntington from now until the twenty three twenty four season, and then hopefully another four years. Um, good catching up with you. We need to do it more often. Uh, hopefully, we've got some opportunities coming up here in the fall, and we can uh, we can talk about uh, your squad running for another championship. Absolutely. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate it. Thanks for all you guys are doing. It's been tough with no sports. You guys have done a great job. I'll see you all the time. Oh man, I'm I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm I'm on the mat dying every day. Every day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, you know, when you come on, it's it this is this just makes my day easy when you, when I get you on or someone else because it's just tough out there. I'm I, I think I'm slowly dying on the radio every day. Absolutely. Yeah. I was, I've talked to Keith Morehouse a few times. He's come to school to do a couple stories on kids and the same thing and you know, you've, you've done enough. There's been enough list of everybody's greatest of all time. Let's get some current stuff going, you know. I'm with you there. I'm, I'm on board with that uh, completely. Rob, good well, talking listen, to I'm you. A, we're going to get you. We want you to come down to a live show at the state tournament next year when you do it. Or WCZ, if it fits your date better, we'll get you to do live from the, from the arena next year. You know, I think we can make that happen. It, that yeah. can be a thing. Let's, um, you know what, let's let's work on that. That can be a thing. Make it happen. Absolutely. I get some good people around the state talking about wrestling or talking about high school sports. There's, there's a lot of people in there that are involved. It's, it's, a, it's a great reflection of the state. Good people with good kids. Okay. Well, we'll plan on that. Let's uh, let's just go ahead and commit early now to it. Let's just plan to be there for the state tournament. Sounds good. Thank you, sir. Good talk to you soon. Take care. Rob Archer. Okay, so uh, we're going to be doing the show live, the state tournament this year. Uh, coming up next year, uh, we're going to be doing that. Okay, we're on board with that. Let's do that. Um, we could bring uh, – I don't know if I can get the inflatable. We could get uh, the dog inflatable. I mean, we could possibly do that. We'll we'll see what we can come up with. Okay, so we're going to be at the state tournament. I, I'm on board with that. 
We've got more on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to the Friday, June 12th edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Got a couple of news and notes to pass along to you. Uh, We're finding out that Houston has suspended their voluntary workouts, um, what has been described as an abundance of caution. The reports are indicating that the school has six symptomatic athletes testing positive for COVID-19 and the increase in cases in the Houston area over the last week as the reason for the stoppage. So we're seeing now schools react to bringing athletes back and with testing, of course, being the main weapon for these schools to make sure everyone is safe and healthy as best they can. And we're finding out some schools are finding more of their student population as testing positive for COVID-19. Of course, that hasn't really been a case for Marshall University. Marshall was able to identify at least three positive cases with their student-athletes, isolate, quarantine them, get them going in the right direction as far as the proper care and keep them away from the other student athletes. And of course, you know, I think that was, uh, again, that was an issue for Mike Hamrick to really point out to his student athletes that, look, you know, you're going to have to do everything we ask of you as far as the safety measures are concerned with the masks and the social distancing and the hygiene and everything that it's going to take to make sure that this doesn't become a hot spot for COVID-19. Be careful when you're out there. So, again, uh, Houston, according to media reports, will suspend their voluntary workouts, which is being described as uh, out of an abundance of caution. Also, some other news to pass along to you today that is happening. Of course, so... We don't have sports the way we used to, but we still have sports news. Uh, apparently, ESPN Plus and the PGA Tour, according to reports, have reached an agreement for ESPN Plus to stream live featured whole coverage from 12 PGA Tour events this season. That'll include the Charles Schwab Challenge in Fort Worth, Texas, and that'll go all the way through the FedEx Cup playoffs and the Tour Championship on September 6th and 7th. So more coverage there. We're finding out that in the absence of sports, we're getting really creative with what sports we do have. And, of course, I mentioned to you yesterday that some leagues, some soccer leagues, are starting to use video game crowds in replacement of the empty seats. I actually saw a still of this, a screenshot I'm not 100% on board with this, but okay, it wasn't terrible. I will I will yield a little bit on it. Of course, we still don't know what the NBA is going to look like or the NHL when it comes to their broadcast presentations. We're getting a little bit closer to the NHL. The NBA, we might have um, a little trouble. It's still moving forward, but there might be a little dissent among the players right now because – not everyone's on board or doesn't feel like they have a voice in the direction this is taken. So we'll keep an eye on that. But we'll talk a little bit more about what is happening with Major League Baseball. Could we see the return of baseball sooner than later? 
It's definitely going to be after July 4th if we do see baseball. We'll tell you more when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255 to be a part of today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Coming up this Sunday, we have NASCAR action. We are going to have the NASCAR Xfinity Series This will be from Homestead Miami Speedway. We go on the air at 11.30 a.m. You can, of course, catch that right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, also coming up on Saturday, we've got afternoon racing for you as well. Uh, I believe uh, this is coming up. Uh, I think this one is um, coming up at 7 p.m., actually, if, if I'm understanding my schedule correctly. Uh, and um, we have got truck racing action for you. And that's also right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So we've got racing action for you this weekend uh, with the trucks, the Xfinity Series, and, of course, uh, the Cup Series itself. It's going to be on our sister station, Cat Sports. 93, 3, and 13, 40. So uh, I'm looking forward to all of that. So uh, let's see. Um, okay, yes, uh, it's the uh, NASCAR uh, Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series. It's going to be set for 7 p.m., and that is coming up tomorrow. And then on Sunday, the Contender Boats 250, that is set to begin at 11.30 a.m. on Sunday with the Xfinity series from Homestead Miami Speedway. So everything coming from me coming from Miami and then the um, Dixie Vodka 400, that's part of the Cup series and that'll be coming up on 2:30 p.m. on June 14th. That'll be on our sister station Big Puck Country 101.5. So are we ever going to get baseball back? That's a good question. I don't have the answer. But Major League Baseball has offered players 80% of their prorated salaries. Also, they're looking at a 72-game schedule that would start July 14th to try to get this season going. And this is a, a proposal that the Associated Press got a hold of. Now, here are the highlights, at least of the proposal, what's going to happen next, anybody's guess. But players would get 70% of their prorated salaries during the regular season and the rest for completion of the postseason under Major League Baseball's plan, which was given to the union today. The players, the players' last offer on Tuesday was for an 89-game regular season at full prorated pay. So, again, pay is going to be a big issue here. Baseball's proposal that players would get about $1.25 billion in salaries. It would earn an additional $200 million if the postseason is completed, plus a $50 million postseason players pool, even if no tickets are sold. So will they get anywhere closer to the money that both sides are willing to work with? Anybody's guess. But right now, I don't know what we're going to see with baseball. NBA, we're going to get closer and closer to that. NHL, we're going to get closer and closer to that. Of course, 
the Players Association and the NHL, they came to terms. So the go-ahead has been given for teams to open training camp on July 10th, which is the next step forward, completing, of course, this pandemic season in which the New York Rangers will emerge with the Stanley Cup. That's my guess. That's that's what I'm putting down. I'm putting it right there. That's my team. I'm going with them, of course. Uh, Our producer yelling as loud as he possibly can without me letting me on the air that the Capitals are going to come back to the Stanley Cup. And, of course, I'm going to hear a lot of trash from probably over at Marshall University, uh, Marshall University Sports Information Director Jason Coyer, who does a fantastic job except in picking hockey teams, will be pulling for his Carolina Hurricanes, Carolina Hurricanes, which will be the team that opens up against the New York Rangers in this expanded playoff. So right there, automatically fodder for the show. I've been asked several times, when are we going to get Jason Coyer back on the program? Of course, that question has mainly come from the producer's booth. And the answer is, when hockey begins. That's when Jason Coyer will get the invite to be back on the show until then we're going to we're going to let that one we're going to let that one stay. He will get the invite when we come back to hockey. Because right now I'm sure he's got his hands full. Marshall of course with the voluntary workouts and everything else, we will um, we'll definitely get him back on. Um, I got to find out does McGill does Chuck McGill have a hockey team? I need to know this. That's your homework over the weekend, Spencer Dupuis. You need to find out all the Marshall people that we deal with on a regular basis, you need to find out their hockey team. That's that's your homework. Uh, I'll let you give that report on Monday, maybe, if you can if you can pull it off. So I need to know because I, I, obviously I'm gonna have to talk trash. I'm gonna have to talk some serious trash. I'm going to with Jason Courier. I, this might limit my media access in the future to Marshall events, but at the same time, I'm gonna talk trash to him. By the way, um, his 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 lovely wife, I don't know if you knew this, his lovely wife, who is um, probably as capable of running the department as he, he did marry well. Um, she's a New York Rangers fan, so uh, I'm definitely going to be siding with her. Um, and guess what? When you come back on Monday, I'm going to promote what's going to happen on Tuesday. What's going to happen on Tuesday? I'm getting a note from Spencer in the in the box. Promote Tuesday. Yeah, I'll promote Tuesday on Monday. It's Friday. Nobody's going to remember what's coming up on Tuesday today. Um, the basketball tournament. We're going to find out what's going to happen with the tournament. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm going to say. And we're going to find out the opening opponent for Heard That. They're in a tournament, right? They got in, right? Okay, just making sure. I want to make sure that I'm not talking this up and then um, they didn't get in the tournament. For Spencer Dupuis, I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of The Drive. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.